Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Night Light. Step away from the mainstream and gather around as we enlighten the world and our realities and travel this cosmic journey we call life. Join us as we share with you and provide that beacon that can guide us all to a better way. Explore with us as we examine a metaphysical montage of spiritual insights covering everything from the mundane to the magical, UFOs to unicorns, and everything in between. This is a time of awakening, of sharing and evolving, of spreading our wings and soaring on the cosmic breath of creation. Come and join with other light-minded spirits as we weave our lights together to seek understanding, enlightenment, and with a little luck, some wisdom. This is Nightlight, a reminder that you are never alone. for a long time, and we've decided that through delving into uh, Manly P. Hall's book and other topics, that, that there, there are certain areas that, while there are tons of books written about them, there's not been any sit-down and such really talk about what exactly they are and how they affect you and how they affect your life. So Solaris and I are going to try to have at it tonight with past lives. Welcome to your show, Solaris. Hi. Well, hello there, Barbara, and thank you. And it's a pleasure to connect with you again for Neon Twilight. Absolutely. I yeah. think that, that you know, this was your choice tonight, Past Lives, and I think it was a great oh, one. Oh, wait, wait. No, no, I believe it was yours. <laughs> I think oh, you, really? You spun it my way, and I said, okay. But I'm good with it. I'm good with it, yeah. Oh, I, well, then I had I a brilliant idea. Yes, you did. <laughs> well, the mm-hmm. thing is, you and I have, have worked with so many different people on different topics and different subjects, and we've been in the field for a very, very long time. So this is one of those topics that comes up over and over and over and over again. And it's really important, I think, for people to understand not so much where past lives come from, because that's sort of explicit, but who actually has the past lives? Mm-hmm. I think everybody does to some degree. Well, yeah, but it isn't your ego. Your ego doesn't have your past lives. Mm-hmm. Right. Your, con- your consciousness doesn't have the past lives. It, have, it has information from them. But, but 
you know, it's the spirit that actually does the traveling mm-hmm. and the accumulation of the energy. And, and so, so what's the point of having all these past lives? What is, what is this journey that the spirit is on that it is required to have so many past lives? Mm-hmm. I think that's the million-dollar question, isn't it? You know, I would say I don't you even know it? if it's necessary to have that many. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> okay, so wait. Take it. Take uh, take a guess at it. What's the purpose? I mean, if you have an immortal soul, why is it going through lifetime after lifetime after lifetime after lifetime? Well, to me, it's either one or the other. They're either completing a task they've never been able to finish, or they've been trapped into another matrix where they're incarnating again over and over like a carousel ride. I tend to look at the second one. I find that a lot of people are, are not having to necessarily come back and then reincarnate into an embodiment, but somehow, some way, they might get lost during their transition process, and that could create confusion and into what where they might choose the wrong corridor, so to speak. And I find that that could be a high probability. That could be. That could be. I I just you know knowing that it, it doesn't it doesn't make sense that it's on a continuous loop. Mm-hmm. That, that doesn't make sense to me. So there has to be a purpose. There has to be a direction. And so all of the information that you gather in every past life, no matter how wonderful or how how um, miserable they are, they have to add something to the character of the person that you are now, and and. The, the 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 way you yourself are addressing your reality and how you how you work with people, how you touch with people, how you um, you know the kindness and love and generosity you you are showing to other people is the is the purpose to reincarnate till till we can walk on water. I mean, are are we mm-hmm. going to the point where you know we have a Christ consciousness or you know I, I just you know I keep looking for a reason for it all. Mm-hmm, right. Well, I get the same level of, um, I don't know what I would call it, but there's something wrong with it, in my opinion. And I'm looking at it on a different scale because beings who are more advanced, and this is not a snobbish comment, but the beings who have a little more um, awareness at the higher self over soul, superconscious level, they are the Christed beings. That's an ascended field of energy, in my opinion. So technically speaking, they're either here to teach, enlighten, uh, perhaps make a few course corrections on the timeline and then go. Or the rest of people perhaps uh, coming coming up to center in a sense of learning how to access that that capability of the Christ itself, the higher self. It's really that spiritual personal journey. So it's a very interesting thing. And then when you look at the ancient texts and all the different religions across the board, with most of them, especially like Hindu, you look at these um, incarnation, reincarnation. You know, there's this big deal when it comes down to people reincarnating over and over again. But I find it to be, I think it's almost a trap. I have to say. I find that there's something wrong with it at this point. It may not have been something back in the day, back a long time ago, but right now on this timeline, I find that it's not necessary for some reason. So maybe that's just me as an old one just saying I'm moving on, but it seems like there's something else happening. Well, if that's the case, where do you move on to? Well, for me, I would say different space-time configuration and a new uh, ascended field of energy where it's a whole different ballpark. And there's none of this, the things that we've dealt with here are non, non-relative, non-existent. That's just what I look at. I, I find that we have such a gnosis of our consciousness that we are explorers, we're travelers. So we can, you know, we can traverse the galactic highway, we can interact with all kinds of beings, we're connected to source and co-creation. So to me, it, it feels unlimited. 
and also getting answers and really looking for the excuse me the real answers of everything when it comes down to what's been hidden and what's revealed. So I, I just find that it's time to go to a different space time. That's just for me. I mean, I, that's just me speaking, uh-huh. but yeah. I just I keep thinking, you know, lots of times people want to have past life readings, and you know, you can certainly give them some of the most prominent ones, and every past mm-hmm. life that is remembered or tapped into has direct relevance to this lifetime so mm-hmm. that so that you know i mean there there's there have been studies i think the one that was the most profound that i that i saw and i can't remember which author it was cuz there have been so many lately um but that this woman her last dying gasp because she was so mistreated when when she was alive, she was abused and used and beaten, and she was thrown into prostitution and all sorts of horrible things. And and her, with her last breath, she said, "I just don't want ever, I don't want anybody to ever touch me again." Mm. And when she reincarnated this lifetime, she manifested psoriasis over her entire body. Wow, that's interesting. So that, well, that makes sense. They're setting the template. They're they're creating the program. Yeah, and I think that the, I think that it isn't. First of all, it's not random. The you know mm-hmm. past lives are not random. You know, jumping from from personality to personality to body to body to body thing. That it's it's not it's not a game. There's a point mm-hmm. and purpose to it, and so. It's it's interesting to take a look at, you know, where are your gifts, where are your talents, because most likely they come from a past life, and, mm-hmm. and there is a, a you know there is a it's, there are building blocks. It's almost as though okay, you know, you've you've covered this, you've covered that. Um, I often have thought, you know, I would like to have played the piano. Now it's not too late, but I think I did in a past life, and I'm not sure if I need to do it again. Um, mm-hmm. My, my new credo is, you know, if I've done that before, you know, it's kind of like been there, done that, do something new. So, mm-hmm. uh, but, but you know, when you look at past lives and, and you think about just what is it that we are reaching for, and, yes, ascension is one thing. And I get it's, it's really hard, I guess, on a, on, a, on a human consciousness level to perceive what the spirit has in line for us. And that's where, you know, it's kind of like there's an ad on TV that, that talks about, I forget what, what it is, but they go through the things of, you know, that's none of our business, that's none of our business, that's none of our business. Mm-hmm. And I, I sometimes get the, the feeling that past lives, while there may have been millions of them, it's none of our business. You know, it, it created the jumping off spot for our spirit. This lifetime is another jumping off spot. And, mm-hmm. and you know what we what we have to realize and know and have faith in, I guess, is that there is a purpose and direction and pattern that we are following. Mhm, that makes sense. And I also factor in the the free will aspects of it. And I think you're right about reflecting into other past lives and this and that. And some people get really wrapped up in that entanglement. I find that unless you have trauma, technically speaking, you really shouldn't be looking into that window. Just my opinion. Uh, but but I find uh-huh. that the free will makes a huge change because. It will create a course correction here. If, if people are operating under free will, it may not have anything to do with why they're incarnating on the timeline, but somehow, some way, their free will decides a different fate, a different direction, and then, of course, they start a whole different course, and perhaps that might 
either progress their evolution or it might put them back into another embodiment. Yeah, I, and, and, you know, there are those that haven't incarnated for millions of years. So, mm-hmm. and, and, and again, I, I want to I get back to, to, to that. You said something about light beings, beings coming to the planet for this point in time. And I really do believe that, that the Earth, not just the United States, but the Earth, is in a time of, of, gosh, menopause or just huge, you know, Mother Earth is, is in the middle of menopause or it's, it's a time in which there's a crisis going on, almost like a crisis of spirit. And, mm-hmm, right. and that, that there are, and, and humanity as a whole, I would say, is going through a crisis of spirit. But that said, oh, yeah. this is a a loop. Again, this is something that has happened before, five, six, seven times before since the Earth was created. And and I'm wondering how we're supposed to survive this. Um, it's we've had five, I believe five, maybe one more or less, one way or the other. That. Um, times in which there was mass extinction. Mm-hmm. Now, if you go into the astrology stuff, that the, the shift that comes at the end of ages isn't due for another 16,000, 17,000 years. But when those shifts happen, it's because there are meteor strikes on the Earth or, or some major catastrophic event. Um, and it feels like we're coming up on a major catastrophic event. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Well, and, yeah. Look at the timeline. Yeah. I mean, it just it, it 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 even throws the rhythm of these root races and everything off because for some reason humanity is having not a tantrum but a mental breakdown. Correct. They're fragmenting. Now, I see that psychological fragmentation. And you could say it has something to do with what's happened the past few years with all the isolation and, and what I call um, psychological programming to some degree. But there's definitely something happening here. Instead of making the jump to higher consciousness and stepping up to the galactic neighborhood, they're literally going inverted. Not everybody, but quite a few. And the people in the illusion of power are the biggest ones. So once again, you know, what is technology without the evolution to drive it? You know, I mean, it absolutely means nothing. And I think if anybody gets the message on this world, it's what have we done with the technology and, and what I can tell you, and you probably are aware of, is that most of it's been weaponized. It's been, and it's been oh, used yeah. against everything instead of for. We could have had zero point. We could have had this, that, the ether. We could have had frequency medicine and healing instead of the pharmaceuticals. I can go on and on about what's going on. And then, of course, we have the issues going on now with the wars and the potential violence that's happening and the misuse of technology again. So when does it stop? When does it stop? Does it stop when the planet says, I've had enough, and that's it? We're just changing course, and I think that's what's happening? Uh, and whatever else happens, happens. And if she shakes everything off like a bunch of parasites, then so be it. You know, and I don't want to say that as a heartless thing. I'm just saying it is at that point. It's, it's really a critical mass. Well, I think that's what that's what gets me so much that um, <clears throat> we are those people who are in power. It's almost as though they are they are being controlled. Or fear has—they're surrounded by fear, and and mm-hmm. they can't even sit down at a table and talk. 
and it, it's just there's something wrong here. And um, you know, I, I I am wondering if you know the the Havana syndrome that that um, some of the uh, U.S. people suffered mm-hmm. in Havana, obviously. Um, electronic um, manipulation of their brain waves, and and it, they were saying that it seems to be it seems to be being used aimed at the White House now. I'm wondering right. if if um, as human beings, something someone is is trying to get us to destroy each other. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, a lot of the yeah. a lot of the things that have happened don't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you it's know. almost like a schizophrenic game board. But yeah, the aerial warfare warfare is really uh, off the rails, if you ask me. And I've, I've talked about that too. Um, there's definitely something going on there. And it's not just the Secret Service that got hit with that technology. I mean, I know where I've been with it. Different field, different technology, but still a similar. The whole idea behind it is to disable the target. Or, or create a problem, uh, a schism in the brain, something that can be very detrimental. So uh, the first thing that came to mind, especially with Russia, was uh, with Putin, was that he was compromised like that to some degree with some kind of a technological, um, whether it was an interface or something. To me, it just seems like something's gotten to him. It's under his skin. And I was just talking like psychologically or emotionally. There's something else happening there that's driving. And everybody else is in a passion. You know, the emotional body is really um, amplified right now. Everybody's really feeling, and they're passionate. And sometimes that passion can get very just disorienting, you know. So a lot can happen. I don't have to tell you about it, but, yeah. Well, I know that, that you know, there's, with the chemtrails, there's aluminum that's been dropped on, on humanity for for dozens of years now. Mm-hmm. And it it feels as I keep coming back to harp, and I, I, I hate to harp on harp, but mm-hmm. it feels to me as though, I mean, I've seen those facilities. There's just no way they need to be that big unless they're they're there for another reason. Mm-hmm. And if they if they are to control weather, why haven't they stopped the horrendous earthquakes and the hurricanes and the cyclones and the tornadoes? I mean, if they have the power to influence the weather that way, why haven't they gone? You know, broken droughts and things like that. It seems to me that the it was developed under the guise of weather, but really it had something to do with mental transmission and mental manipulation of people. Mm-hmm. I think that's also part of it. And also it's the weaponization of whether it's the atmosphere, the biodome, or people's brainwave activity. Yeah, I think it's all a contributing factor, and it's all connected. That's another part of it as well. So, yeah, the, the space weapons platforms right now, I mean, everybody's trying to, to kind of jockey for position for space uh, global dominance. You see that going on. So I, I think that they're all trying to stake some territory right now in a very desperate way on the map, but it's not going to work out the way they want it to. So I hope everybody holds on for the ride. You know, I always say get the cosmic surfboard out because we're going to be navigating some big waves, and I think I'd rather navigate the cosmic waves versus the linear. So, yeah, but then paying attention <laughs> to your psychic radar is probably a good idea, too. You know, keep your situation yeah, no, there's, uh, <clears throat> there. There's something um, definitely afoot here. And mm-hmm. and you know it, it's funny it's it's almost like I'm observing something so I'm not involved in it and when when I see the stuff that's going on with Ukraine it's horrifying horrifying because you know the last few times we've gotten into a police action or a war we've been attacking people who were very primitive mm-hmm. and right. this time we're attacking people that are just like us. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And, you know, that bothers me. That I, I mean, it, it all it, all of it bothered me. But now when you look mm-hmm. at the people that are living underground and stuff, it's just, it's horrifying. And why? Why? I mean, there's no point in attacking the, the civilians. It's the army. No. That, I, I know. It, it, I agree. It's just... It's um, it's a crime against humanity. <laughs> no, I'm pretty yeah, sure. It is. Well, they shouldn't be targets, but I think that everything is collateral damage at this point. I mean, that's the way they're thinking anyway, strategy-wise. And if you look and see what's going on, I mean, I can look at the scenery going on right now. It's appalling, no doubt. But then I look and I dial back to, say, this, this two years ago when we had the bioweapons release. That was the first strike against the United States in the world. There was never accountability. Uh-huh. That is a war crime. Nobody's addressed it. Then we can dial into directed energy weapons and, and people who are targeted individuals. That's a war crime, too. And those are innocent people who are innocent civilians who are being in, extracted into programs, and I know them very well, and being tortured with electronics and all kinds of technology. So where is the accountability? None. And I think that one of the reasons we're looking at this timeline right now is because of there hasn't been accountability, and now it's just completely crazy. I mean, the people just think they can get away with anything. And, and what, at what point, you know, to what degree does everybody suffer on a global scale? And that includes the world itself, the earth, the elements, the animal kingdom, everything. Yeah, it's just a mess. It really does need to be reset, yes, but not the way they want it, not the way the 1% wants no. to reset it. So I, th- I think that the I mean, universe is the helm. We'll take the helm on this one. I'm I'm. I'm hopeful, and yet there there apparently is some sort of non-intervention uh, policy that, that that aliens have to, have to abide by, which means that if we do destroy everything, you know, it'll go back to the one cell and we'll build up again. But um, and we've done it dozens of mm-hmm. times, so that it's not well, like this would yeah. be. You know, it, right. it, it, it's, it's not like, oh, God, this has never happened before. It actually has, but right. we don't and have also, records of Correct. And, and another thing is I, I know people talk about the non-intervention and this, that, and the other. I'm not buying that policy at all because we are descendants of the visitors, so anything that happens to us is a part of the entanglement. In my opinion, yes, they do have a, they can intercept any time, and I, in my opinion, I think they have many times over, including ourselves who incarnate here. We're talking about reincarnation. We enter onto a timeline, but we also come from a different space-time, we have cosmic heritage, which makes us the extraterrestrial to some degree. So when you're looking on that yeah. level, yeah, we are intervening. We are here. <laughs> Absolutely we are. And maybe we shouldn't have been. Maybe we shouldn't be here at all. And that's what I keep saying for myself. It's like I shouldn't even be on the timeline. Probably shouldn't even be on this illusion of a world. And, you know, I can go on and on about it. But I think that it is happening on that level. And at what point do, do people put a stop to it? But look how many centuries they've had to get it right. And they have had technology. They have things to make their lives easier. They have uh, all kinds of areas where you can explore consciousness and study and learn and grow and evolve, and still it goes to this. So it's greed, it's psychosis, uh, disconnection from source, as far as I can tell. Yeah, and and totally disconnected. And mm-hmm. but it's the it's 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 the technology, it's the AI stuff that seems to be. It's like the machines are turning against us. Now, I, I don't think it's exactly that, but that's what it feels like. It's, it, it feels like the choices and decisions that are being made aren't actually being made from a human standpoint. They're being made in, in calculations and in anticipations of, people, you know, the cards falling where they may. And what mm-hmm. gets me is that that's not the way humanity was meant to, to grow, to live, to to flourish on this planet. Mm-hmm, right. 
Well, I think a lot of that has to do with the way they're using the technology, too. It's, it's man, man is only as good as the technology he creates in a sense of what he's putting into this computer system, whether it's AI or just machine learning. That's a reflection of the person who's programming it, and that's a person, that's a human, that's a two-legged. So you're looking at them and their algorithms and their behavioral patterns and their social engineering and what they're putting into the system and what is it doing to create this anomaly that's literally, in my opinion, a malfunctioning, a malfunctioning algorithm. So I think the whole thing is defective, and that's why I said ascended symbiotic machines I talk about off-planet, which are not connected to this world, are very advanced in light code. This is not what we're dealing with here. This is man's version, and it's a disaster, and it's just crazy. You know, I don't know what to say about it other than the fact that everything has to be weaponized here. At one point, they're going to have to stop. They're really going to have to stop. Well, when you, Maybe when this you is the whole thing, it, you know. I mean, it's it's the government, the corporations that are controlling everything, the power that that, that is controlled, that that overlooks humanity, and, and then the 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 eugenics, the the trying to mm-hmm. get rid of the extra numbers of people, whether it's through bioweapons, whether it's through war, wh- however it, it, I mean they're they're culling the population. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, we have plenty of and, room here. I'm sorry, but I, we, you know, we have plenty of room here for everybody. Oh yeah. Seriously. I mean, absolutely. Uh, a number of years ago, I drove across the country, and my gosh, there's room, and and you know, there's room here, there's room in South America, there's there's room all over the place. I mean, the steppes of Russia, for Pete's sake. But you know, it's 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 sort of like what happened. I mean, mm-hmm. there were some years where there were there were grumbles and things like that, but nothing like this. And, you know, I've often thought that we needed to come up with a better form of government. I don't have one, but, mm-hmm. but you know, there, it, was, it was sort of like, this isn't working. These people no. are, you know, they're, they're, they're being bought and paid for. And, um, I mean, it's small things like let's put an age limit on the on the Supreme Court. Let's put an age unit on senators and, and Congress people. Um, I don't want mm-hmm. to be mean, but you know when you have you know when when people are in their eighties and and going towards more, they don't belong in power. They belong fishing no. someplace. <laughs> no, I agree. They should retire. Well, the thing is, it's, it's kind of like uh, they're fixtures, they're permanent fixtures over there. Some of them are. They've been there forever. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it does need a, a re, uh, reset. <laughs> but, you know, I look at it the same way that the system is broken, and I don't think it can be repaired. And I'm not just saying the United States. I'm saying everywhere is a, a very defective thing happening right now. And it's just it's a regurgitated cycle of self-destruct, and something needs to happen. Something on a very big, advanced scale of higher consciousness needs to take the place of what's happening here. So whether that's, you know, an intercept, I see it more as, and I know we discussed some of this off air, but, but there are some things happening, in my opinion, that are galactic in a, in a sense of reconfiguration. I'm looking at different space times. I'm looking at incoming frequencies, but not necessarily changing everybody overnight, but the idea behind creating so much change and, and, you know, as these frequencies connect in, the craziness even gets worse if people aren't calibrated to higher consciousness. And what are we seeing right now? We're seeing a fragmentation on a psychological scale, and, and they're not able to hold light. And that's creating this insanity in motion, the behavior, the ignorance, the violence, all that. They're not able to, to anchor the light codes. Well, what, 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 
what will it take? Because, you know, yes, I totally agree with you. And, you know, you look at, you look at the, uh, my goodness, the, the snatch and grab uh, robberies of grocery stores, of, of stores where people just walk in and take stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. what's happening? And, and, you know, we're coming into another summertime. And and usually that's the time that that it it appears to me that we have the riots that we have all sorts of things going on and because of the pandemic I mean my my goodness the pandemic allows people to cover half their face so you can't identify them mm-hmm. right I mean yeah. well they like I that mean, criminals are us you know <laughs> like, yeah, yeah I mean it, it's like everybody put a mask on then we won't be able to catch you I mean. It, it, it's and and then and then mm-hmm. some some of the states saying oh well we're not going to prosecute you know for this and that and the other thing and and so mm-hmm. there's there's no point to be afraid even of the law. No, and, they don't care. And, and, they don't. Yeah. And then are our borders being opened up to anybody that wants to come in? Gee, mm-hmm. Christmas. Um, yeah, there's there's no vetting there. And once again, I thought it was ironic that they're discussing what's going on over there. Uh, and like they're fighting for their freedom and this and that. And there are people here who have fought for the freedom of America and they're called terrorists now. They're just American patriots. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but, but it is true. I mean, these people are not there to harm anybody, but they're getting mislabeled purposely. So the propaganda and the strange, but all of a sudden it's okay when you take up arms and you fight against the enemy. But if we take up arms and we're here and, and protective of our country, we're considered terrorists. So take a good look at this, this uh, what I call mirror image of what's happening here. There's a lot of strange happening here. Uh, a mirroring of, of and almost a hip, hypocrisy that's been going on in dialogue that I've been noticing. And we are well, taking care of our borders. Our country is being neglected. It's it's very neglected right now. Yeah, I mean, and and you know, the economy and the and the prices. I mean, you know, it's yeah. outrageous. But but let's mm-hmm. let's look at it. Uh, when in the past did we have a similar type of situation um, where all hell was breaking loose all over the place and it, it really looked like, I mean, do we, we go back to World War II? Do we go back to World mm-hmm. War One? I? I mean, there, there seem to be time frames where um, there seem to be time frames where war and battle and anger and, and avarice was was more apparent than in other time frames, and I'm wondering if we are, as hum, in humanity, if we are repeating a pattern over and over again, mm-hmm. with the hopes of getting it right. Right. No, I think that makes perfect sense, and I think that people, when they don't learn, when they don't grow and, and break orbit with the bad negative programming, they tend to repeat the same actions over and over again. And you're seeing that parallel. In my opinion, I think you are. And it does remind me of World War II or World War One. I. I mean, I have ancestors that fought in all the wars. I mean, you probably have too. I mean, my uncle fought in Germany, and he fought 49 missions. He was a pilot, fighter pilot. He fought 20, I see, 49 missions to Germany in World War II. He, um, he survived it. But I'm thinking, what did they uh-huh. do that for? Now I'm looking back, I'm like, yeah, for what? So I'm not trying to sound cynical. I'm just saying that this is the cycle that needs to stop. And it's not about everybody singing Kumbaya and being perfectly happy all the time, but it is about evolution and consciousness and being and allowing the truth to be revealed. And that means the truth about our technology, our evolution, our cosmic heritage, getting rid of all the old paradigms that never worked, whether it's control mechanisms from organized religion or corporations or 
you know, political arenas, whatever it is, it has to stop because it is nonproductive and self-destructive, and we just don't need it. It's not part of our cosmic design. It really isn't, and it shouldn't have been factored into this equation anyway. That's just the way I see it. Well, you know, they, they talk about a, a one-world government, but the reality is we are a family uh, of man. And and if we can't get along amongst ourselves, how could we ever how could we ever become part of a cosmic anything? Well, and that's the whole idea. But and, yeah, you're right. But but and yet these the secret space programs are are, are multi um, country programs for the most part, aren't they? Well, the thing about them is that they have this. There are two worlds eclipsing each other right now. We have this world in the illusion now where everybody is here on ground control. Then there's the other world with exotic technologies of things that look like Star Trek that are literally being deployed beyond low Earth orbit. I and mean, we have things that we're doing on a technological scale, but it still means they have limitations as well. They don't have the access they would like to have. I know that. So, so when it comes down to what we are capable of doing, even with our most advanced, coolest technology we've ripped off or reverse engineered, we're still limited. It has a lot to do with consciousness, the evolution of spirit and soul. But what I've seen is that they're trying to dumb everybody down here. They're trying to switch everybody off. They don't want you to make the jump to higher consciousness. I mean, when I say they, I'm talking about controllers and the illusion of this world, which are not extraterrestrial. They want everybody dumbed down, switched off, enslaved into the lie uh, with all kinds of propaganda. They don't want everybody moving on into the next level or onto the next level, and that's not their call. They were never supposed to be the gatekeepers. And this is the old paradigm we're running into over and over again. These people need to be uh, just say, you know, resign, whatever you need to do, or phase away because we can't use this anymore. And, and beings, remember, when we talk to each other, I'm talking spirit to spirit, soul to soul. Yes, we have personalities. Yes, we have exchanges. But we are soul, cosmic, spiritual beings. And, and with that comes a huge intelligence of the, of the cosmic design. We understand the cosmos. I know we do. And I, I know I do. So why is this happening? Yeah, it doesn't need to. It's infuriating to me. You know, it's just, I don't want to fight their battles for them. I really don't. And I find that sometimes we get, in, we get involved in this and we want to just um, – you know, carry the world for them. And it's just like, what are you going to do? I mean, at some point, when are they going to learn? It's never, it's almost like the movie, um, Planet of the Apes, where they go backwards or, or 2010 oh. Space Odyssey, you know, where they're dancing around technology, but they don't understand how it works. You know, that's where they're heading. If they don't stop and they don't knock it off. And I can't stand it, quite honestly. I, I just, <laughs> this is why I've always worked on my own but, stuff. And this is why I'm always into the time traveling and the cosmic consciousness, because I don't resonate with that. I'm not, my universe is not part of that equation. You know, it just doesn't even register for me. No, I got that. And, and you know, it's, I, I'm not quite as involved in the, as with, with the other stuff as you are, but I, I'm, you know, I, I hit the fringes for sure. And it just makes me want, I, I, I get a feeling sometimes that, that I'm just supposed to watch it. And I get the feeling that you're probably just supposed to watch it too, and testify, be able, and stand witness to what's happening again, because um, you know when you when you see this, it's that one part of the world that always seems to be the center of conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, I mean, my God, the Crusades. Um, I'm not sure, mm-hmm. you know, prior to that, but but for 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 the the crusades and then you, if you go bit biblical stuff it's all in that one area of the country of, of the world and um mm-hmm. i forget what book i read in but uh it seems that there are portals 
over there that are very important ones. And it's almost like people are fighting for ownership of the portals. And um, that makes sense. What what I found interesting in, in the last batch of, of things that I have done, they talked about how over the millions of years there have been light beings that came in to um, to help the advancement of humanity when when they came to certain crisis points in which they needed to to have a jump of intelligence and and unlock some of the tools that they carry within. And if you go back a couple of million years, their center was the Gobi Desert. Mm-hmm. Apparently, apparently, these enlightened beings are scheduled to reconvene in 2024 in the Gobi Desert. Mm-hmm. And at that yeah, time, so. a, yeah, at that time, a choice apparently was going to be made as to whether they would help humanity or they would let humanity do its stuff and start all over. Right. I think at this point it needs to be reset. And those who have the uh, light codes, those who are already activated to, to some degree, will make it will make it through, whether we physically transfer out or bilocate or whatever it is. Uh, whatever happens is going to happen at this point, and I find that you can't rationalize with insanity. So to me it's kind of like no. you, know, you can sit there, but they're not ready to receive it. This is what I mean by light. In, you know, they cannot anchor these lights or the light codes or the, the frequencies. And it's just obvious to me that they're not able to process that information. So yeah, the portals is also very interesting that you've talked about. I, I suspect that that's probably going on as well. So everything has its own connection. And then there's this astral energetic that's associated with the lower astral field, which I find to be very, very saturated with, with all kinds of entity control and all kinds of things that are pulling on the field in a very negative fashion. That looks almost like earthbound where they can't break orbit. And that energy needs to be um, looked at, too, when I, when I think about what's happening here. I think about all the people that have transferred out the past few years, and now we've got this going on, where we have all of a sudden, a lot of people have lost their lives the past few days. That's quite a few. And, uh, you know, oh, that's yeah. traumatic. It's hard to transfer out. I know we have angelic beings and celestials, but still, it, it, people don't realize that until you make the jump, until you transfer out how, how it can be. And, and when they see how it can be, and believe me, they're not going to like it, um, you know, I, I know what, what goes on to some degree, and I can tell you, man, they should be very careful about what they're doing, but it's recklessness. Well, yeah, it's it's sort of like I think we've passed the point of no return. Mm-hmm. Agreed, yeah. And, and, and yep. you know, while, while, while that disturbs me greatly, you know, I've got grandchildren, and, you know, I I want them to have a world, but mm-hmm. but it and and they will have a world i just don't know yeah you know, it's it's loved a year or two ago i was checking out at the grocery store and somebody said i wonder if we'll ever get back to normal and i said we will never go back to normal and i said what's horrifying is these times will be look looked at in the future as the good old days and mm. uh <laughs> wow how prophetic <laughs> you know but yeah. Well, well, you know, I, my mother, my mother used to talk about a nice wagon being pulled up and down the street by a by a horse and a cart. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And 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 you know, those were the good old days. But I'm I'm sure there were struggles then, and and you know, things that 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 made everybody cringe. And 
but I can't imagine they were anything like what we've got now. No, the technology is what's created it, but it, it's not necessarily even the technology. It's just the misuse and the weaponization, the secrecy. You know, the clearances are there for a reason. The top secret beyond top secret. There's a reason they have their special clearances because there's a there's an awful lot of nefarious stuff that goes on behind the scenes that people don't know about. And this is just a little glimpse. And what we're seeing right now is just a little tiny fractal of information based on a much bigger scenery that's coming in, as far as I can tell. Well, so, well, who is in charge? It certainly isn't our government. I mean, no, our it doesn't seem like it. Mm-hmm. No, not you know, at all. A lot of people think. I mean, yeah, right. Yeah. Well, a lot of people think China is involved to some degree. Now, uh, I don't. I don't uh, suggest that it's connected to extraterrestrials that are prompting anybody or anything. I, I'm, as a matter of fact, I'm sure it's not. But whatever's going on with that, it seems to me like these one um, percent, very very wealthy people who have nothing better to do with their money are calling a lot of shots. They have the money to buy the world, and they can buy the world. They can buy people. They can buy corporations. They can buy political influence, they can buy propaganda, they can do it all for their own entertainment. And if they're that psychotic, you know, they pull all their money together, yeah, they can pull a lot off. So I'm looking at a bigger group of people that have a lot of money to make this happen. And unfortunately, it's not their game board. It's not theirs to do. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care if you're a trillionaire. It's not your, you're not, you're not the God. You're not the creator. You, you cannot keep doing this. And these people never had their wrists slapped, you know. Nothing's ever stopped them. But I think the universe is going to put the brakes on them. I really do. And uh, there's been too much, uh, Madam Karma's been adding up that whole towel, you know, the sheets just get, like, you know, there's, there's too much. There's a huge wave coming back, you know. It's just like, hey, you know, enough is enough is enough. This scenery. One would the deception think, and, is terrible. And yet, you know, we, we always think it couldn't get worse, and then it does. And, mm-hmm. I mean, knock on wood, if I can find some, um, you know, the U.S., We've had we've had War of eighteen twelve and we had the Civil War here, but we've we've never had bombs dropping like like it's going on in the Ukraine. We've never mm-hmm. had you know the 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 horror that they have going on over there. And um, I mean, we had nine eleven. I, I you know I'll, I'll give you that one, but um, nothing like what's going on over there. And it's mm-hmm. it's hit. That kind of behavior has hit every continent, well, with the with the exception of North and South America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, I, I hate to say it, but it, it feels like it's our turn. Oh, I think the and, uni- and um, I, yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> Universe probably agrees with you too. Yeah. It's sort of well, like okay, so what do we do? I mean, I've even stockpiled some food i mean it's mm-hmm. it's it, it, and you know they go back and forth with telling us you know to be prepared and then don't worry and and you look at what's going on and you think um i look at at, at all of the people that are in power and they're all puppets mm-hmm. and yeah. it it's horrifying and and if it's if it's big pharma if it's um, the oil, if it's you know, if it's those those huge conglomerates um, that are that are pulling all these strings, to what purpose? If you destroy humanity, you destroy who's giving you the power. Right. Well, that's the that's the irony of it. All these trillionaires and billionaires that are very very wealthy right now are, wouldn't be anywhere had it not been for the people that actually put them in those positions through purchasing their products or supporting them in some formula. So that's really interesting. 
But it's true. But but see, this is what's interesting. They went this route instead of going the free energy, the zero point, and releasing all the patents and the information and technology we had to make our lives very, very powerful, very simple, very evolved, and very ascended on a global scale. Everybody would have the same. It wouldn't be like everybody's poor. No, we'd be abundant on all levels and perfectly healthy and happy. And, you know, they didn't want to go that route. They wanted to go the greed route and the entity control and, and manipulation and psychological, you know, assault and battery and that kind of stuff. And, and it's been going on for so long, it's disgusting. So, yeah, it, it's unfortunate that they chose that route. And it wasn't theirs, like I said, do as that will, but not to me is my motto. So if you want to do that, so if you want to be self-destructive, do it to yourself, but don't do it to everybody else. They want everybody along for the ride as collateral damage. I mean, look how many people are innocently involved in something they didn't even want to be involved in. This is not okay. They don't have the authority. I know they want to create that authority and pretend they have the authority, just like they call themselves authorities. That's not even close to accurate. They're they not the authority. But people, you know, some of them are so um, Stockholm Syndrome, they'll just follow. They'll just follow like lemmings, and that's unfortunate that that's gone on. But I think that this is the end in a sense of not end, end but in a sense of a new beginning and an edge of the black, and let's just make the jump. And I've said it before, 2022 is jump point central, and you can take it on <laughs> however you want to, but we are moving on, and we're not going to be held in limitation anymore. So however that formulates itself, that's the way it's going to be. And, and it may be unhealthy, and it may be, un, um, it may be something very, very tragic that goes on on a global scale, but I think we're just going to push through it, and we're going to navigate out of it. I'm not speaking for everybody, but the, the ones who are uh, starving related and higher consciousness, I think we'll get through this just fine, but it's might be easy. You're talking about um, what you can do, and yeah, I, I have uh, you know whatever you want for extra food, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, your own little supplies. I think that's a smart thing to do. Just have what you need in, for an emergency, and and just uh, follow your gnosis, follow your radar, but don't be afraid. Well, you know, I think that the the one thing that is going to sh- send everybody into a panic, actually, I, I mean, <clears throat> we can. We can see what's going on on the television or on the computer in a heartbeat. If they take mm-hmm. out our electronics, we're dead in the water. Oh, yeah. And um, yeah. when I when I moved in here, um, something happened, and I and I lost I lost all of my electronics. I didn't have my phone. I didn't have my computer. Um, I didn't have my cell phone, and I felt so isolated, so mm-hmm. cut off from the world, I didn't, I didn't know, I mean, I couldn't check the weather, I couldn't, I, it was, it was the most, it, it was like suddenly I'd been cut off from everybody, and, and, an EMP burst is something that could very, very easily happen. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, as a matter of fact, that's interesting you say that, because I was just looking at this online today, um, there's, if anybody's that interested, there is, um, there's a person, I like him, he's a Canadian prepper, he has a YouTube channel. He was interviewing someone today on EMPs, and he works for NASA. And I thought it was interesting because he was talking about what, what you can do and, and what happens when they, they release one of those. Um, so, yeah, if anybody's interested, check it out. You can listen to it, and, and he's a good guy, um, a lot of good information there for preparation. But anything can happen, and it's interesting that you mentioned that because, um, you know, for me, I've been interfaced with technology over the years, and I have some anomaly signals still. And for me, when they shut down electricity, I'm like, wow, I love it. Um, so I'm just different, though. You know, I'm wired differently, and, and for me, it's kind of like a break from all the strange. But remember, in the old days, and not so old, but but I remember not having all the technology they have today. I mean, you know, we didn't have the cell phones. We didn't have the computers in the house and all that other stuff. So it is interesting how the body does remember, 
We understand psychic communication and telepathy and how we can communicate even in situations of crisis. So I, I never discount that sort of thing. But, yeah, it will be culture shock for sure if anybody has to deal with that on any, in any country. Yeah. Well, they'll have I, a hard time because I, they're addicted. I kind of get the feeling that, 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 that what we've got here on the planet at this time are light body energies that, that have been through this process time and time and time again. Mm-hmm. And and it's almost like, you know, here's here's the um oh, what would I call it? Here here are here are those that have been here before you and, and have gone through this again. Here's how they'll survive. Here's how evol have evolution, consciousness, awareness gets gets raised. Here's how, you know, don't worry there you're a guide. You're someone that can say, Okay, it's gonna be okay. This is what you have to do. This is how we'll get through it. And 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 actually, most of the guides don't even know they're guides, I, I, mm-hmm. I fear. No, you're right. Yeah, I think they will at some point, but the higher aspects of them integrates in and shows them who they are, especially through crisis. You, you find that most people become more and more enlightened and not, not like the people that are deploying the stuff, but the people that are being victimized by it. Somehow, some way they get stronger, they get more empowered. There's a force that comes in that's more divine, and they get clarity. They really understand. I think that that's pretty much what's going on. It's almost like a quickening. Unfortunately, it's a weird it's a weird way to have a quickening. But I think through crisis, people do get that. They either fracture or they're able to go to the next level. And and I think that people yeah, can go to the next level. They have to be strong, but they can certainly do it. Yeah. Well, I think that the term a quickening is a, is a really good one. There, uh, you know, I think Star Trek is a quickening mm-hmm. in the force. I think there is a quickening going on. I think it's it's interesting. While I feel major religions, you know, uh, the the organized part of them may well flounder, I, I feel that the spiritual aspect of the divine and you know, the Christ consciousness is going to be the most power of, powerful tool that people can utilize. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Yeah. Well, it's not all hopeless. It just seems like it is, but it's it's moving. It's all changing, as always, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Thank goodness. Yeah, but it is, and, and whether people realize it or not, it's definitely moving. It's it's going to be interesting to see. I, I'm going to play with this tomorrow. Um, how many – I'm looking for a pattern. I'm looking for – um, some sort of rhythm that that we have been through this before, time and time and time again, maybe maybe hundreds of years, maybe thousands of years in between. But it seems to me that if this is that kind of a a pattern, that we are spiraling upwards evolutionary wise. But we, it's almost like we have to go through this big bang of destruction in order to be pushed to the next level. Mm-hmm. I agree with you 100%. Yeah, I look at it, I think we probably had this discussion last time, but the idea behind uh, us being dragged out of orbit, I mean, it feels like we're being pulled out of orbit almost, and I say this, uh, and everything's changing, even the moon, in my opinion, I think I, I talked about this the other day, high probability it might, it might even decide to move along and, and just break orbit as well. I'm looking at things that are drastically changing, and when I'm seeing it, I guess I'm looking at a different configuration, but I'm seeing things moving and changing and breaking, and when I say that, it means that everything's just, it's stretched beyond where it can stretch and now it has to just sever. And I see that quite often. So, you know, maybe it is something in alignment with what, what you were describing as well. 
I think there's a lot happening here. You know what else has been bothering me? Not necessarily bothering me, but I've been looking at this and I can't shake it off. And it, it is the Philadelphia experiment that keeps coming back. I don't know why. Ah. It's something to do with the technology. It keeps hitting me. It keeps hitting me because it's cycling. Now, you can say over, you know, oh, it's conspiracies, this, that, and the other. There's, there's a lot of credibility to that technology. And for some reason or another, that technology seems to be coming back. Well, now, wasn't the, did, weren't, weren't they using Tesla, um, Tesla energy in the Philadelphia experiment? That was supposedly what they were using, yeah. Which makes more sense. I, know they, <clears throat> I think that, that, that he was involved and then he suddenly said, no, no, it's too dangerous, and they went ahead and did it anyhow. Well, he was involved. And, yeah, I, I think you're right about that. And it's interesting because, if I'm not mistaken, I think he died a few months later. Uh, it wasn't the same year. I'm pretty sure it was, if I'm not mistaken. But, yeah, there's something very strange about that whole test, though. Uh, for whatever reason, it is, it, you know, because it, there's a lot of power when you start creating that type of a field of energy, whether it's time dilation or cloaking systems and radar systems. And we have a lot of technology right now that's being utilized the same way, where we're using using that particular system to even cloak or create an obfuscation in the field. What I, I guess what I'm picking up on is that we have such a weaponized space right now and a weaponized biodome mm-hmm. that I'm very hypersensitive to it, and it doesn't feel right. And, and I think that's also a contributing factor to some of the chaos that we're, we're dealing with right now. It's very chaotic. It's not stable. It's not oh, a stable yeah. field, I guess, is the word I'm trying to say. I, I think it's, it's really horrifying every time they get something – new and wonderful is, is discovered, the very first thing they do is weaponize it. And, yeah, how can um, we use it? Yeah, how can, how can we use this to be more powerful than all of the others? And, and, and we are as guilty as everyone else. It's not like, you know, we're the good guys with the white hats. hats. And, you know, at this point in time, I don't think there are any white hats left. Mm-mm. I think no, they're gray. Everybody's, <laughs> got a, everybody's got a gray hat. And, I agree. And it, yeah. it, it's kind of a matter, of, and, and and unfortunately, it it has to do again with power and money, and and you know you know how the what is it, um, what's in it for me type stuff, and right. yeah. you know if humanity is not being looked after, it isn't, it, and I'm sure there are people who are trying to look after humanity, but they don't happen to be in power. And mm-hmm. if they were in power, they would have been taken out because they are fighting such a huge organization that that uh, what what is it? Somebody said that the the triumvirate, um, um, what D.C., uh, City of England, London, and the Vatican have so much power mm-hmm. and money behind them that that you can't outbuy them. You can't. You can't make the changes that that would help humanity. And, you know, with all the money, I, I mean, I think they have some some obscene amount, like like 85% of the world's money is in their hands. Well, look at the yet, technology, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But but we still have people starving. We still have people homeless. Mm-hmm. We have people right. who they are so screwed way. up in their hands. In their heads that they can't even run, you know, have natu- have have good lives, you know. Right. I I mean, humanity is suffering tremendously, and um, you know, you want to do something, and it's it's kind of like, what can you do? Because you know, you, you're going to get squished. But, right. You know, well, I always say, work on what you're good at. Do what you're good at, and keep going, and don't let them stop you. 
Don't let anything stop you. And a lot of scientists and inventors, whether you're working spirit and consciousness, whatever you're doing, just do it well. Do it better than you could possibly imagine and keep, it, and keep navigating and keep ascending. But these people that you're mentioning, uh, and with all their trillions of dollars, reminder that they have access to all the ancient artifacts, reverse engineered technologies, things that look like science fiction. They have, not by their own cosmic heritage, but by stealing and thieving and, and selling you know, underground and all this other stuff that's been going on. These people have access to things they should have never had their hands on. And in my opinion, I think that's part of the problem. That's why we're in the situation we're in. Let us not forget that people have been born into lies. So when they're birthed onto this illusion of a world, the first thing they're fed is a lie. They go through lie after lie after lie. And you know what happens when you get fed lies 24-7 for your entire life? You become psychologically defective. Sorry, it's true. And the only reason that beings yeah. like us have made it is because of our consciousness, our spirit. We're old souls. I know you and I are very old. We're ancient celestials. I mean, it's not arrogance. I'm just saying we're old ones. So we know the game. So we enter on here, and I've always, I, I can't speak for you, but I know when I was here, when I first showed up on this timeline, I knew everybody was lying. I was like, this date is off. Oh, yeah. This date is off. I can look at everything and tell you what's right and what's not. And it's not my arrogance. It's just my spirit. It's consciousness knows. So, you know, and that's, it's not healthy to lie to people. And the, and the fact that they're sitting there with this, like, you know, propaganda and they're lying and they're lying, that is so damaging to people. It's horrible. And, and it's been going on for far too long. So these people should have thrown in the towel. And now it's too late. You know, they want this burden. I'm telling you, the burden that they have right now is something they can't shake off. No, no celestial blueprint's going to clear them of this. They, they weren't supposed to be doing what they're doing here. It's been a, a big no-no. Do you do you get the feeling that that this is otherworldly people, or do you think that it's just really screwed up people here on the Earth plane that are just here on the Earth plane? For me, I think that they're entity controlled. I think that there's an indigenous entity formula connected to their behavioral patterns. And, and I know we've talked about tulpas before, but tulpas come to mind because it's the thought form that creates the manifestation. And if you have a group of people that are constantly projecting the thought form and they're so entangled with that thought, thought form and it becomes a physical reality, then that's the entity possession and that's the entity that which they serve. So you can say whatever it is, but in my opinion, I think it's indigenous to the world and it's, um, it's, it's earthbound. So that's, that's the thought form of what they've created in the construct that is hard to break, but we are not part of that construct. It is not part of us, and, and that's why we can navigate beyond it. But that's my own two cents on that. From my experience with celestials, what I call celestials or light beings, they've always been about evolution, higher consciousness, not about entanglement, not about destroying, not about harming you, always about teaching you and enlightening you and empowering you. So, so that is what I work with on the higher field, and not this, this other stuff that's more about control, manipulation, greed. It's always the linear, carnal um, you know, it's just really primal. And that's not healthy. That's not healthy at all. And you're right. In order to navigate in between space, time, and beyond, you have to be calibrated to higher consciousness. You can't carry the baggage. We can't have this baggage in the cosmos. You just can't. It's got to get, we, got, we have to get rid of it. It has to leave. Well, in order to do that, there has to be a culling of some sort. But yeah. unfortunately, they're not culling the right people. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's just really that's <laughs> true. It's like the bad guys in the illusion of power, right? But they're going to get squashed yeah. too. They're, they're going to get squashed. I mean, what they do to others is what's going to happen to them, and this is the point. I hope they're prepared for that. And some of them are so crazy, they don't care. I mean, they're going full speed ahead. They're riding the train. They're driving the train. They don't care if it's off the tracks. Everybody's on board, and they don't care. They're going to crash that thing. And that's their psychotic behavioral patterns. But when they're dead, they're going to realize, wow, I screwed up, and it's going to be too late. So why not make a course correction now instead of being on self-destruct, you know? Good point. We can see it, but they can't. They're so involved in it. You know, they're so stuck in that world, they can't break orbit. Yeah. 
And what is fascinating to me is that, and and I'll pull it back to past lives, I I think that we have today a generation that that comes through time. And and Mm -hmm. it's, you know, while everybody reincarnates over and over and over again, it feels that there is a greater number of those people who who recognize the pattern that's going on that are on the planet at this point in time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I I just, I can't wait for this, this you know, tw- tw- th- you know, 24 is going to be a, a time in which I pay more attention to what, what's going on over in the Gobi Desert than ever before because mm-hmm. it does feel as though the, the element, the, a portal will open of some sort and we will, you know, Spaceships aren't going to land on the White House lawn, but a portal will open, and I do believe that there will be um, a an acknowledgement of people from another dimension is going to come through. Yeah, to be honest, actually, if we're not here, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you'd be surprised no, what think... we can do when we break orbit. But go ahead. Yeah, but but I I do feel that 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 may be the change that we see. And and you know I I go back to that um, oh gosh it, it was it wasn't Star Trek it was um, spellings um, um, uh, not spelling um, silver is it silver or no no um, it was it was oh crap well it it was a story about you know a spaceship landing and. And you know, helping humanity and everything. And he had a book, and it, the, the title of the book was "To Serve Man." And he was, they were going to help oh, everybody. Yeah. And they, and and right. and they told everybody they had to gain weight in order to go out into outer space because they needed it. And and it turned out to serve man was a cookbook. So right. it was a Twilight Zone, uh, you know, right? Twilight Zone. Yeah, thank you. And. So, you know, I, I even would doubt, would in some manner, for sure, um, be leery of even extraterrestrials. I mean, it's just, while well, yeah. a lot of the things, a lot of the things that we've done over time, you know, I, I've brushed up against them, I've seen them, I've talked to them, but, but it, you know, it, it's sort of like I've been safe and I've been in a controlled situation, and so I didn't worry about being influenced or impacted or or anything but it's how do you tell the good guys from the bad guys i think it's your your higher self over so super conscious you know when you're in that christed higher self mode you know you can read mm-hmm. through everything just like they can see us they know who we are before we say a word it's the same thing with this intelligent design from the cosmos that it understands all it knows all sees all just like we do so I think that for most part, um, you know, within your head is really important in the sense of what people are programming their minds to believe and see. And that's why I always use discernment when it comes down to people, whether they've had regression, where they say they're working with extraterrestrials. You have to be really careful because sometimes they're creating it and they're manifesting it and it's showing itself and it may not even be real. And then there's another aspect right. of it is it an entity or an imposter or a shapeshifter creating the formula, once again, a deceiver. So I look at this on a very analytical scale. And that's why I say pure energy, pure light, pure consciousness. You know, if you have that higher field of consciousness, you don't have any baggage. You're, you're navigating in pure energy, pure light, and, and you'll experience things as a co-creator where everything is in the same field of energy and higher consciousness. They see you the same way because it's what you're putting out and radiating out as well. That's just my own two cents. I think that the um, what's going on with these 
what they call the, the negative ETs are, re, are we reverse uh-huh. engineered technology to some degree. I think the reverse engineered synthetic and also created here. I don't think they were off planet. I think they're more indigenous to this world. So it's just, that's what I keep getting with them, that they're not the real deal, that they're the imposters, but people wouldn't know the better unless they're off planet. So that's something to look out for, especially if they do a psychological operation with extraterrestrial. Well, it, it, I totally agree. And, and it's just, it seems to me that our science, that we our hidden science that we don't have, that we don't know about, is so far advanced that it could take us into a whole new generation of of you know spiritual people who are really not having to worry about putting food on the table, but because of how they are able to utilize these these talents and these gifts and these things that that that, that we already have developed and we already know about. It just it, mm-hmm. it 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 takes away the 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 hope. It takes away the potential of the generations yet to come, and mm-hmm. that's a crime. That's a terrible, terrible crime. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you know how how do we bust them loose? How do we how do we um, crack the codes? How do we? I mean, the, the U.S. government has so many patents on things that would make life easier for all of us that mm-hmm. it's just it's it's pathetic, and and right. yet they hold us back. Well, the curtain was pulled, and they keep calling it conspiracy. We keep pulling the curtain. We keep exposing it, and they keep trying to lie. They've been trying to take the narrative back, uh, whether it's through the Department of Defense and other areas, when it comes to UFOs and the and the whole scenery. And, and I've seen that because when I was talking about my book, Alien Intelligence, I mean, people were interested because I was talking about the disinformation in UFO communities, et cetera. But you're seeing that they had to, oh, well, you have to reel it back in now. We've got to reel it back in now. No, you don't. You need to stand down and let us expose this technology and show the world what it's really about. And all these people have hoarded patents and everything else. I mean, it's kind of like they've made their money. And what has their money brought them? Misery and, and psychosis. But it hasn't brought anything on an evolutionary scale for themselves or anybody else. So we have the Aether access. We have the zero-point access. And we can do all this stuff. But we also have direct communication with creator source and the cosmic intelligence. So what do we need them for? We don't. And, and I think people need to re, reassess their environment and say, you know, we don't need you. We never needed you. And you don't want them as middlemen between you and creator. You don't want them as middlemen between you and your life. You want them out of your way. And they never should have been in the way to begin with. And so when I'm looking at this whole control mechanism, even if you look at both sides of what's happening, even with the conflict going on with Russia and Ukraine, it's always about control. Who's in control? Who's in control? Who wants to dominate everybody else? Why, don't, why doesn't everybody just knock it off? You know, but it's, it's, like I said before, I see things from a very different perspective and level of consciousness. And, and it's just, uh, to me, it's like I don't have tolerance for the deception. I, it's not productive. And it only, it only benefits those who are those, those one percenters who are making the money off of that technology and using it as their own little secret society. <laughs> yeah, and, and well, what, I, like <clears throat> what I really find what what I really find fascinating is all these secret secret societies that that we can name aren't really secrets anymore. I mean, right. and, and yet underneath that there are societies that are you know there are organizations that are still working towards control, and and mm-hmm. it's it's horrifying. It's um, you know I don't want to talk politic politics, but but it does seem that 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 there is this this movement to shift and change us all and if you it's sort of like you know you either fish or cut bait you you go with the program or you don't 
and if you don't, mm-hmm. you become fuel for the program. And that is, it, it, it puts me back to actually, do you, are you old enough to remember Soylent Green? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, no, you're right. I mean. <laughs> that's a good I one. I mean, that and uh, Logan's Run, where they just. Oh, yeah, um, that's another one. Yep. Yeah. It's a classic. Yeah. All right. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Well, I think my light is way, you know, flashing right now, so I'm I'm way overdue. But yeah, isn't it interesting? It is, it is their way of trying to get rid of any, in my opinion, like the witnesses too. I think that they want to keep the younger generation to control them. Obviously, it's easier to mind control them and socially engineer them. Older, older, more experienced beings, whether they're spiritually evolved or just older, they have more information and they understand the game. So yeah, that's a threat uh, to their agenda to some degree. So you'd see why they would want to eliminate those people as competition. And, and, you know, it's unfortunate because the universe is not on their side. The universe is on the, t- the side of truth, free will, evolution and consciousness, and, and do as that will, you know, in a sense of just being happy, be free, and be enlightened, and, and none of this other baggage that they try to create. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think they're ever going to change their ways unless those old dinosaurs just kind of go away. Well, the, 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 the original dinosaurs did go away. But, yeah, um, that's right. <laughs> you know, but 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 how many millions of years did it take? And and you know, I think that the one thing that we we all look at is the fact that that there is a a broader pattern that we are all a part of, and because it is so huge, you don't see the movement of it, and yet it is it it it's sort of at work within everything that's going on. And in spite of our efforts, it's going to do what it's going to do, and that's that's where I I said I I really I I fear that that mm-hmm. there will be nuclear weapons used within the next couple of years, and that's horrifying. I mean, as a school teacher, ex school teacher, well retired school teacher, I can remember. Wait, I can I can remember going under desks and and putting my you know hands over my head. Um, during World War II when, you know, they were talking about, you know, atom bombs being, you know, used on, on this country. And, and, and you know, you get to the point where it's like, are we going to go back to that? Are we going to go into, you know, do we need our, our, our bunkers anymore? Um, mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's really quite frightening. Um Elizabeth Clare Prophet had a lot of people following her, and she was sure that the apocalypse was coming, and she had them all dry meat, and they were going underground, and, and um, she, she did take them all underground at one point in time and then uh, had to bring them back up. But, mm-hmm. but, you know, when we've got these kind of scary things happening in our world, how can you focus on you know, peace, love, and, and community. And mm-hmm. and while, while, you know, love and, and compassion and sharing, I mean, it is catching. But mm-hmm. does it, is it as widespread and easily caught as the fear that is being, you know, the fear mongers are doing a great job. And, and oh, yeah. it's just sort of, it's sort of like, come on, you know, there has to be, something to combat this and you can't do it with weapons you have to do it with energy and helping people understand that energetic and and 
how to put it out there and how to um, how to make it unconditional so you're not asking for something in return. You're just sharing something magical that you have within you. And and there are people like you that that really do that and do that beautifully. Well, thank you. So do but you. We do our best. <laughs> give it a shot. Yeah. Give it a shot. That's no, what Nightlight is all about. You know, it's it's putting it out there. And, and you know, if, if you're curious about anything that we have talked about, you know, investigate it, look it up, read about it. Um, there's so much going on today, and thank God for the Internet. Without the Internet, we wouldn't be able to, to tap into, uh, you know, first to tap into each other and then to share whatever it is we have going on within our own energetic field so that other people can sort of get a, get a taste of what it is we're saying and and try to work with that energy. I, I don't think it's, you know, it's not one person that's going to stand and be the focus and, you know, they'll, they'll wave the wand and everything will be okay because I don't think that's the case. I feel, I fear we're going to go through a very difficult time. Mm-hmm. And, and and more than groceries being very expensive and gas being very expensive, more, I think, in taking us back to a time in which barter will come into play and, and community will become more important. And, you know, maybe that's the way it should go. Maybe we should get sent back not to the Stone Age but back to a time in, in which small communities, you know, that work together are a better way to govern anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we'll see where they wind up. I think you're right on that level. I think there's more of a community level of, of um, a spiritual bonding will probably take place more, more than likely. Uh, I'm sure there'll be some polarization and some, some conflict coming up, and then people usually kind of get their, get their wits together and start connecting in community, that type of environmental condition. What I see is, you know, power up, whatever's coming is coming, and if you can't control it, just be as, as strong and as powerful as you can on body, mind, and spirit, prepared for everything, you know, expect the unexpected, that sort of thing. But for me, I'm always looking at, for whatever reason, I just keep seeing a different space-time configuration, but I live almost like outside this perimeter. So I see things that are like, okay, so we're moving out of it, but something's eclipsing, and I find that we may not be going back into any kind of old pr- paradigm. It may be a very advanced, a very advanced technologically situation where people are just there and, and it's almost like a zero point ether field. So that's what I'm looking at. Um, and it could be part of the breakaway too, what I'm seeing, but that's, that's one thing that I have looked at quite a bit and it's there. It's eclipsing this world. Well, there's also that potential that the earth breaks orbit. And if that happens, mm-hmm. yep. if, if that happens, what happens to, I mean, we'll still have gravity, but where, where will we, where will the earth go? Well, not I mean, really. If the, we wouldn't have <laughs> sure really. would, would we? Well, you know, I'm looking so at what? magnetic fields. There's going to be a bigger magnetic field pulling it. Okay, it's like being towed okay. out. That's what I see. Now I could be wrong, but I don't think so. I'm just looking at a different scale, and and also okay. factor in something with the moon. Uh, what's going to happen with that moon? I keep seeing it break in orbit too. So does that mean it's going to get bumped out of orbit, or is it going into a different space time? That's how I got here to begin with. So when you look at it, it's all in motion. It's all in motion. You look at the bigger scenery. When they're trying to distract us here on this world, and it's, believe me, it's rapid fire, psychological pressure, look outside the perimeter. Use your remote viewing, use your gnosis, use your psychic vision, whatever it is, and you'll start seeing it. That's what I've been doing. 
Yeah, it, it makes sense. I, I think, though, that, you know, most people are, are it, it, it's, okay, this is my life, um, looking looking forward, looking back 100 mm-hmm. million years or whatever, how do we do that and, 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 you know, keep body, mind, literally, body, mind, and spirit together um, at this point in time? I mean, people's lives are being thrown into chaos, incredible chaos. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and it's 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 sort of like okay I have to have a I have to have a different focus for what is yet to come and and of course nobody knows what is yet to come but but it's sort of like when you have to put your pieces back together again no matter how old you are or how young um, it's 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 a confusing thing um, I've been mm-hmm. fortunate you know I've made changes over time but. Always my choice, and sometimes those changes, you know, aren't your aren't your choice. It's just part of the program that you supposedly charted before you came down in, into this particular time frame. I am more of the opinion that people were sent here during this time frame for a purpose, as opposed to choosing to come into this time frame. What kind of an idiot mm-hmm. would come into this kind of time frame? On I agree with you. I keep saying my ship crashed. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have volunteered to come here. No, they must have extracted me in. <laughs> yeah. Definitely like, yep, no, 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 no. So, yeah, but, you know, people can power up. They they know how to power up, but it is psychologically traumatic. I guarantee you that they're fracturing. But there's some part of the spirit that does know how to survive because it's immortal. You know, the soul spirit consciousness is immortal. And with that divine yeah. blueprint, it can it can reintegrate and overlay and create that that uh, that shielding. But they have to be aware of that, you know. Um, some people are. You know, they pray if they're under pressure or they meditate or whatever it is. They, they figure it out. Uh, spirit will help them. But, yeah, it's crazy. It's a crazy timeline. What can I tell you? It's all, it's all fragmenting to some degree. I just, you know, I, I kind of think that when I when I look at, at what's going on in humanity, it's, it's, it's sort of like, it's, it, you know, it, it makes me feel as though we're almost like in an ant trap, you know, the ones that have you know, between the two panes of glass and you see the ant farm going all over the place. It, that's what it feels like humanity is today, just just keeping their nose to the grindstone, trying to make it, you know, a life for themselves and not thinking about the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. And sooner sooner or later, the glass breaks and, you know, you're thrust into a, uh, a situation that is far, far away and above the kind of situation that you are used to or you think you're used to, and you have to cope mm-hmm. in a whole new, new way. I mean, the 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 whole situation is, you know, yeah. It, 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 you kind of think, okay, I'm here because I'm trying to help people to to cope, but at the same time, I'm here for a reason too, and I'm growing as well, and. Um, it's it's sort of like for what, for who, for you know where. Right. I mean, being able to see in the future to a to a degree um, is is amazing, and yet not being able to make a change in that future is frustrating. And and it's it's like you know if 
if you see somebody walking in front of a car and you can stop them from walking in front of that car, then their life is worthwhile and you've done something that will help them. But mm-hmm. but what you and I are seeing for the future is nothing either of us can change. Well, it's interesting. It's almost as if it was designed to do what it's doing. In other words, it's possible we have already changed everything beyond the future and we're just here witnessing it. So when I say that, I'm not talking about the linear conflict. I'm saying, you know, we're talking about things that are happening with a different space-time configuration. Who's to say we're not part of that equation insofar as propagating that field? And I'm not saying just us, but other beings like us as well. So I think there's a bigger scenery that's playing out here. And I see it as um, a very big cosmic wave that we're connected to outside this perimeter that we are already witnessing beyond the future, that we're already there, but we're also here also as witnesses. It kind of reminds me of an Atlantean timeline to some degree. You see everything imploding. You see the misuse of technology, the psychological breaking, and, and the misuse of everything you can possibly imagine. And all of a sudden, it just kind of implodes itself, but then there's something else that reformulates. So I find that this is a huge rebirth and regeneration through a very dark tide. Um, and we'll, you know, I'm sure it's not going to be that pleasant, but something, why I'm still on the timeline is beyond me because I probably should have checked out years ago. But I look at this world and I think maybe all the stuff I've been through has prepared me for, for things like this. Um, I don't know. It's, it's really interesting. So we'll, um, we'll observe it as the witnesses we are and, and uh, you know, be there as the beacon. That's all I can do. Yeah, that's, that's, that's one of the scary things. And, and, and you know that that there is a loop. You know there is, you know, we come back to the same place in time eventually. And, you know, it just blows me away that 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 if you look at all your past lives over the generations that you've had them, that you've been through and seen situations like this, and hopefully each time grow a little wiser and smarter and kinder and gentler, um, hopefully, but what what I'm seeing these days is um, the the one thing that I'm I'm getting more and more information on are the tunnels under the earth. You know, I, I had mm. no idea the tunnels were so extensive. Well, that's interesting. It, so, what do the tunnels it, tell you? It, well, it tells me that there's going to be a time frame in which humanity goes underground. Okay. Yeah. Because because you know. You, um, are you familiar with the Derinkuyu tunnels in Turkey? Yeah, I think you mentioned those to me before, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, there, there are, I think, 13 levels of, of caves that, that were carved. So I, I think they, it would hold up to 5,000 people and all their livestock. And, you know, um, why would they need something like that? Like, you can't just tell me people like living in caves. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's sort of like I, there are um, tunnels underground all over the United States. And, mm-hmm. you know, you kind, of, you kind of wonder why, what are you preparing for, what is the purpose of this, do you know something we don't know? And You know the military is <laughs> the answer to that one, because <laughs> that's where their military bases are. Yeah, underground, a lot of them, right? Yeah, they're underground, but it mm-hmm. seems to me that that there. Are, I mean, not only is it is it coast to coast, but it it's around the world, so that mm-hmm. the Earth itself is honeycombed with these incredible tunnels that they're they're building. There, there's no. I mean, 
I mean, let's face it, it would be better to travel that way than in the air or anything like that, but are they preparing for a time when we can't be above ground? I think so. And, you know, yeah. um, if I'm not mistaken, remember when the uh, people took took the uh, Native Americans down to protect them in, uh-huh. was that in Arizona? Or, um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Arizona, I think. So it does so, make sense. Um, it's, a, it's a good place to... Um, get away from it, I guess. But if there's a flood or something like that, you're screwed. <laughs> I still stay off yeah. planet. For me, I think the only way out is up. I said this before. If I had to make a choice of where I wanted to be during a situation like this, it would have to be, even the moon was kind of appealing, but I'd be like, no, I need to be off planet for this. <laughs> Maybe another planet, celestial body, something oh. where um, I can watch from afar. But, I, I, you know, being here on this world right now is very, where do you see what's going to be eclipsing here? I mean, in a sense, everybody's worried about the, the nukes and this and that, and the potential of war like that, but I'm seeing something larger than the size of Jupiter showing up, so I, I don't know what that is. Uh, we'll look at it later. Almost like, you know yeah. what? You've seen those surreal pictures before, right? Where you see something yeah. really, really big eclipsing. That's that's what I see. Whether it's in another field, in space-time, or what, but I'm seeing something very big. Well, if if we broke orbit then we would, well, spin off into space somewhere. I, I just, I, I used to have the feeling that the Earth was really a spaceship. Mm-hmm. And that we were in this particular configuration for a purpose for humanity to grow, for humanity to get to a point where they would be able to join the brotherhood that's out there. You know, my big my big hope that there is a brotherhood and not just bigger corporations um mm-hmm. so that so that it was it was it, it, sort of that that the earth would would then slowly move to a place where we would be in in a situation where we were more adaptable mm-hmm. to whatever kind of government or or organiza- organization i guess is a better word but in my in my gut, I can't see humanity being ready for that because we can't even get along together. Why would anybody want to have anything to do with with a culture with a species that's only bet you know it's bent upon killing each other off? Right. Well, I agree with you, but but we're not all the same, right? So there's a species here, a different species, different celestial design and blueprint. Not everybody's the same. They really aren't. And I find that, yeah, there are probably going to be some that are, I don't want to say left behind, but they're just going to be evolved to the level they're going to be. They're never going to change. They're never going to shift. But those of us who are here can't hold their hand, and, be, and we can't stay here, so we've got to move on. So I find that beings who are more at the higher frequency band that are not necessarily connected to that blueprint are moving on and breaking away. That's where you have to break away civilizations and celestial design. And we've already made, oh, I say we beings like myself have made a commitment to move on. And, and that means we're going to a different space, time, and frequency field. doesn't mean we have to physically die unless that's the, the game board they want. Um, but I find that we're, it's time for us to go. We can, we can do this. And we can actually be those advanced beings who are interacting just like we are. We already do it anyway. We're just physically here in this illusion of one linear realm, but we're already there in multidimensional space and multiversal space too. But not everybody's going to make it. But I find that the people who are trying to make the shots and call the shots here are the ones that are actually the ones that aren't going to make it either. So the drivers here are not supposed to be driving the bus. And it's kind of like the bigger scenery is saying, okay, the architects will show you what's going on and, and we'll get it right um, when it comes down to breaking away and breaking orbit. But 
I, I just feel it, you know, I, I can't even begin to explain it. I do know that some will be left behind, but I'm not staying behind. I never committed myself to stay here. So I've got to, I've got to go. I keep telling myself that too. And I'm not saying I'm physically dying. I'm just saying I've got to go. I know I need to go. I need to go. I need to go. Um, and it's big. Well, it's huge, but I get that. Don't you think those, those, some of those that are left behind are left behind because they can't grasp their consciousnesses can't grasp anything mm-hmm. larger than, I mean, I'm, I don't think they'll be in, in prison or anything like that. I think they'll just maintain this kind of a society for those who can't cope with going into something greater. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with you. I think some of it is social engineering. Some of it is their, their celestial blueprint or, you know, not everybody's the same species. I call it a species war to some degree because we're all different celestial star beings. We're not necessarily all the same. So that has a lot to do with where they're at in their consciousness. If you're part of the star seed equation of higher consciousness, to me, you just get it. You eventually just get it. So there's no resistance when it comes down to evolution and consciousness. But some of these people, they're not, they're not even willing to take a stride. So, and it's okay. I mean, we're not here to force anybody. So I would say, okay, but, but we can't do that. We can't stay here. We have to go. And, and that's what I mean, we beings like us, star beings, those of us who are expanded in consciousness, we're not going to be swept away back into the lie. We're not going to be dumbed down and switched off and integrated back into this, this programming. We're going on. We're moving on. Okay. Elon Musk wants his thing. I want my thing. Okay. It's, it's the same thing. We want to go home. We want to break orbit and go to the next field and we're going to get there. And that's just me. But I know there are a lot of beings like myself who, who feel the same way. You know, when you were talking about the earth being, uh, you know, very intelligent design and kind of like a technological machine, you know, one million miles to midnight, my book kind of reveals that in a sense of where Avatar 1 starts to activate uh-huh. and starts breaking orbit. And I'm like, wow. So, so yeah, I mean, how much of that is, is um, it's not written as a, as a fake book in a sense of, you know, fiction. It was written as my interface with the technology and, and me writing it as science fiction. So think about that, too. And I'm not trying to put out a self-fulfilled prophecy, but I do say, we are in a very interesting space time, and I don't want to forget that because they're trying to distract us here. And, and in this whole war zone is, is part of that equation of keeping everybody really tight insofar as not, not expanding and breathing and being contracted and being shut down instead of being accepting to the next field of energy of higher consciousness. Well, I think one of the reasons that um, humanity is going through what it's going through now is the fact that Every time it gets to a point where it starts to understand things and and you know get a better grasp as to how they're being manipulated, I you know I I have said often in many interviews that that it looks almost like humanity are are playing pieces to a puzzle game of some sort, and we don't know the rules, and mm-hmm. you know we're just a piece of it. We're not you know we're 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 not necessarily an integral part. But we're we're a piece of it, and we're being manipulated by powers that be in other places. And you know, it's it's sort of like, come on, um, wake up and start using your free will. Start use using your start asking questions. Start being a part of a of a cure instead of going along with everything. Um, I mean, my mm-hmm. God, television. 30 seconds, 45 seconds, and they have you in alpha, and they can put anything they want into your head, and subliminally, you're, you're programmed. Mm-hmm. Is this I a mean, lily wave, they used to call it, or something like that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so, you know, well, and then, then, then you get the question, well, what do I do now? 
you start thinking, you start reading, you start applying yourself into into your own your own life. You mm-hmm. um, use your creativity, become a co-creator of your own reality, and you know it, it makes life so much richer. But um, mm-hmm. again, I go back to to the um, to the fact that that we are repeating a pattern of some sort that humanity has been through dozens of times, probably more. And yep. I kind of would like to drag my feet. I kind of would like to say, oh, oh, please don't do this again. Right. Yeah, it's a carousel ride we don't need to deal with anymore. It just keeps going round and round and round. But you know what? I find that when you switch the frequency field, when you go into a different space-time configuration, it breaks the orbit. The cycle breaks. This is one of the reasons I'm really big on different space-time configuration. Another reason I'm looking at the way they've been controlling the field, remember that everything's weaponized, so we have an overlay of natural ether, natural fields of energy and frequencies, and then them running interference and creating all these anomalies, which are literally pulling everybody into a distortion in the field. It's like pulling people backwards in time and the illusion of time. We can't have that. It's not natural for the cosmos, so that needs to go, and it's going. Whether they like it or not, it's going to go. Maybe that's what I'm looking at when I keep seeing that Philadelphia experiment. Go ahead. Well, you know, the Philadelphia experiment was interesting in that, you know, why they started with a big ship, I'll never know. But, um, I mean, they must have worked up to it, but for some reason it, it appears that they started with just a, this big ship trying to move it in time and space. And the fact that it partially, it, it worked, but, it, but you know, in, in, a, in a terrible way, Mm-hmm. And that was how many. That was how many years ago. I mean, you know, that 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 experiment must have been refined to this point in time to the place where they could utilize it. And yet, you don't see it being used any place. No, but I think we, it was. Um, I mean, go ahead. I'm sorry, I mean to cut you off. No, you didn't. No. Oh, are you sure. No, I was going to say. I think it was 1943, but I need to double check that year. Um, and if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, we're coming up on 2023, right? Yeah. There it is. There's that cycle. Kicking in. Wow. Yep, 1943, October 28th. So, um, and we're hitting into 2023. So yeah, cycles come in like every was it 20 years? 43, 63. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's basically it's you know you can say whatever you want, guys, ladies and gentlemen, alien life forms. But in my opinion, there's something connected to this that I'm honing in on, and I'm not sure what it is yet, but it's there. It's really strong. The field is really strong connected to that. I think the other the other thing, um, anomaly, if you will, uh, was the Rendlesham Forest um, sighting the, uh, the the ship. The I think it was it was really more of a drone that that did land. And are you familiar with Rendlesham Forest? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I think we both had the author of the book on, actually. Um, yeah, I interviewed but, him a long time ago, yeah. But um, what fascinated me was that when he touched the drone and he got downloaded with a binary code, when the code was interpre- interpreted, it was from a... Splinter Group of Humanity, 800, 800 years in the future, mm-hmm. which which says to me that that you know part of humanity survives, and mm-hmm. you know it gives you great hope. 
Right. Well, we are immortal so, beings, uh, any way you look at it. So that was in 1980, well, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so, yeah. But, but you know, it, it's kind of like you don't hear about stuff like that because, to me, that's positive. It means it means mm-hmm. we, no matter what we do, humanity, although you had no way of knowing if humanity sent that, it just said the human project is worth continuing to watch. It mm-hmm. didn't say, you know, hi, guys, we're here, it's okay. But... Um, so so part part of humanity does survive apparently and you know that that gives me great comfort but at the same time you know you want you want to make things right here now and exactly you know to get to get to get back to past lives um i do want to point out that that if you if a person is going through a difficult time and they have different, you know, issues in their lives, sometimes a past life um, regression of some sort, it, it is able to give you a cue as to what caused the issue that you're going through now. Mm-hmm. So that, and I'm not recommending everybody go out and get a past life reading. That's just crazy. And if you're going to do it, go to a real professional. And the only one I know of is Joanne DiMaggio. She's not the only one that does it, but I know I know she is a very, very good past life regressor. Um, mm. But it, it's sort of like, you know, if there's something that you've been working on in your, in your life, something that hasn't been working for you, no matter what you've done, chances are there may be a past lifetime that can give you a clue to the answer to what it is you're supposed to be learning. Mm-hmm. And and then, and then, of course, you know, probably therapy to help unscrew yourself. Um, right. I know that, uh, you know, I, I, I have a terrible fear of getting my face wet. And um, I know I drowned a number of times. Now, mm-hmm. even knowing I drowned a couple of times, does not make me want to put my face in the water, but at least I understand it's not it's not a it's not a fear that is irrational. It's one that comes from drowning. Mm-hmm. So right. so you know it it can help you let go of some of the stig- stigmata that is connected to some of the uh, fears and 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 um, issues that you may have in your life. So that it isn't just um, sometimes it is not just one lifetime that you're dealing with. You're often dealing with a sequence of events that have happened over past lives that bring you to this point in time. And and again, mm-hmm. don't go, don't all go running for a past life regression because you know not not everybody was Cleopatra. A lot of people swept stables. So. Mhm. Yeah. I had. I had a client once that was so sure she was Cleopatra and another queen, and and I said, "Well, you may be, but you know, I have no." I sent her for past life regression, and um, she came back devastated because she was a peasant girl who collected eggs in in one lifetime, and you know, I mean, she she was. I, 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 she had deluded herself that there was a power in her that was that came from royalty from past lives, 
And everybody mm-hmm. has probably been a king or a queen sometime in a past life. Just stands to reason. Um, just by the numbers. But also by ancestry but, um, too. I mean there's ancestors that have royal bloodlines. Um, you can oh, go into yeah. cellular recall, cellular memory, and you may not even be accessing your lifetime, but maybe an ancestors who had the royal bloodline as well. I mean, that can. There's also the hive collective, which I find interesting, where everybody, like what you're describing, was Cleopatra. They all have this resonance with the field. But to me, that's a psychic imprint that they carry at the cellular molecular level. I find that I think that that's something they were, I don't, for whatever reason, they have this dream pool collective where people do have that resonance. And I don't even know if it's delusional or not. I think they have recall of something on a hive, on a hive collective level. Could be a program. Could be. Could be. I, I know that, um, well, I, I know that Egypt, you know, is one of those countries that worked with um, with healing, with energetics, with all sorts of um, traditions that that probably held great value and worth and have long since been forgotten. Mm-hmm. So it's... it's uh, Going back to a, an Egyptian lifetime would probably be, you know, a good idea if you if you had one, and there was great value there. I I have found that that the time to get a past life reading is when you're experiencing a lot of deja vu, or you have um, an issue in your life that that you haven't been able to solve or, or solve or, or resolve, and you know then the only place to look is in your past. And if you're not up to that, then some psychiatrist is probably going to charge you a fortune to explain why you weren't potty trained appropriately. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I, I, it's worth checking out. I, I think past lives are very important, and there there are so many really, really good books on them to, to give you some insight oh. into, into what's going on with your life in the world. Mm-hmm, exactly. So I, you know, I, I go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, did is did you? No, there's you something okay? I want to mention. Yeah, yeah. I want to mention real quick. Sure. Um, you know, you were talking about the Gobi Desert 2024. Not to change the subject, but I just this was. I want to mention this. Um, so, so you know that China has their own rockets. Apparently, do they do satellite launches from the Gobi Desert? Yes. Yes. Okay. Just curious as to if there's be. a correlation to that. Well, there may be. I, I think that it has. I, I think it has to do some with um, the tilt of the Earth okay. and the poles. And I, I do believe that. that um, huh. I'm, I'm wondering, you know, if, if they're rocket launching, fine. But you know, if they're if they're doing nuclear testing, not a wise thing to do. Um, mm-hmm. They could. They could destroy a portal, and there are. I think something people don't understand is there are portals all over the earth. That oh yeah, and, and many of them, many many of them are very very functional. So it's a matter of spiritually being connected to them and being able to shift and into other dimensions, and that's what I think all of the. Um, all of the crop circles are they're interdimensional travelers leaving messages for us and and we just haven't figured them out yet mm-hmm. well you know we leave time capsules for ourselves don't we write books and and leave ourselves <laughs> futuristic notes <laughs> i know i do but keep an eye on that um china chinese space station 
And in my opinion, I think they are working with the Gobi Desert, so maybe they're onto something too. Who knows? Well, that could be. And not yeah. only that, but I think I think Antarctica um, also holds um, some information for us that's going to be quite interesting when when they finally are able to get down to where where the um, caverns are and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's so much to explore. You know, I love to explore. And uh, it's a shame that we're, you know, I don't know about you, but I, I like to get out and, and get dig in there like an archaeologist and look for things. So, yeah, I like remote viewing is fun, but, but physically being there and, and accessing something in person is, is very cool. Absolutely. Um, I mean, uh, I don't, I'm not sure that I, I am one who would enjoy sitting for hours with a paintbrush or a toothbrush trying to extract <laughs> Um, an ancient artifact, but once you have it cleaned up, I'd like to see it. <laughs> okay, it's a deal. No, it, it's 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 really, you know, digging into our history and our past is so phenomenal. And and science and archaeologists are now getting to the point where they're they're admitting that, you know, it isn't just fifteen thousand years ago. It's probably forty or. 100,000 years ago, and they're finding artifacts that take us back that far. I think mm-hmm. what, what, makes, what fascinates me the most is when, when they were looking at our DNA, our DNA, they discovered, I think, did we talk about this once before? They just, yeah, I think you mentioned it to me. I don't know if it was on air or not, but yeah. That, that they discovered that uh, every certain number of years our DNA mutates. And so they took the mutations back until there was no more mutations, and they had the pure strand of whatever it was. And they found that it was, I think, something like 90, 90 million years old, 9 million years, 90, 90 million years or 9 million years old. And it... it caused quite a dilemma with the scientists because they're saying that the Earth is only 4 million years old or 40 million years old so that so that our DNA is twice as old as the DNA of the planet. Well, I could have told you that. As a matter of fact, I have heard well, that, yeah. but you know it too. Well, we know it, but it is nice to they're finally starting to kind of see the light, so to speak, so that's good, isn't it? Yeah. Science is, is, you know, actually becoming more and more integrated into the spiritual aspects of, of metaphysics, which I find fascinating that they are mm-hmm. acknowledging that there are, you know, there are magnetic resonances. They're, they're acknowledging that, that people, that, that, that the spirit does go beyond the body after death. Um, you know, scientists that have had near-death experiences themselves, you know, have to come, they come back and they say, well, look, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. I saw it. I experienced it. it. It was not my brain having a, a heyday with something. It was, it was a reality. So that, so that there's, there's more, um, there's more validation here than ever before. And because of that, it just seems, it seems to me that, that we should be able to pull it all together and make the changes in the world that we need to make. Um, mm-hmm. And, and, and yet, you know, and, you know, you get to the point where it's like, you know what, I'm done here. I kind of want to go to another world or something. But, but <laughs> if you did that, 
If you do that, Solaris, wouldn't you just run into the same problem in a different color, just about? I don't think so. Depending on your evolution of consciousness, if you don't bring any baggage with you, and normally when you're progressing into another field, you you don't bring the baggage with you. You get through everything you transmute alchemically, and you go to the next field or different space-time configuration. I'm not planning on repeating Uh anything I've had here. I'm planning on going to a whole different frontier. And and we're ready for that. I mean, beings like us, I'm I'm convinced of that. We are at the higher consciousness level, ready for the new new journey, so to speak. I am. We'll be excited. It will be exciting, and you know, I, I'm. I think that that science fiction has has always paved the way for the way for what reality was what what was in reality happening, but then comes to our consciousness, and you know, it's it's mm-hmm. sort of like um, watching watching things happen and 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 see, you know, well, this is already a reality. Why are they calling it? Re- you know, why are they calling it a fictional thing? Um, mm. Best example is the doors that open and shut for Star on Star Trek. I mean, mm-hmm. man, anytime you go in, anytime you go into a grocery store or a mall, doors open, doors shut. <laughs> That's right. So, um, so just thinking of all the all the excitement, all the new stuff that we're gonna at some point uh, discover and be a part of. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would. Yeah. I, I can't imagine. I can't imagine what it would be like to be in a society where. Um, everybody cared for everybody else, and mm-hmm. and and there and there was no war, and and there was peace. You know, it just um, I'm sure those places exist, and mm-hmm. and yet and yet we're here on this planet, and you know it's kind of like wanting to get a a pass to go to another planet. Yeah, this yeah this has got to got to change. <laughs> It will. It's moving. On you know, we've we've looked at the perimeter here, so yeah, it is what it is. But it seems like it's going to get a little stormy before it smooths out. But it'll be okay. Well, you know, it's it's kind of interesting. Would I like to see the Earth change orbit and go someplace else? That would be fascinating. But it would be. I think what most people don't understand is the changes that we're seeing do not happen overnight. They happen over thousands, sometimes millions of years. So mm-hmm. if the earth changed orbit, if the earth, you know, started to go in another direction, we might feel the 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 fringes of it, but but the reality of it is thousands of years probably in the future. But well, you know, my, yeah. Well, in my opinion well, we're already no, in the future, we just don't realize it. And and also you're looking at time as a benchmark of measure, right? The illusion of space time with it's it's, you know, it is what it is it's relative to the observer. So even if we think of the benchmark of millions and millions of years, it's actually simultaneous, it's instantaneous, and they were already there. You know, you know that saying, uh, saying is, see it is done, see it is complete. It's already there. It's already done. We just, we just have to be aware of that to, the, to that degree. If everybody switched gears ever, and went into that higher field, I guarantee you they'd see it. Did you ever think that your spirit was looking back at this time frame and shaking its head and saying, oh, my God, you know, I, I can't believe I survived that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is I mean, interesting, isn't it? Should well, we it is. I mean, no, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, knowing you can full time, knowing that you can regress and go back in time, um, 
what if we are merely the the mirror image of the past for some future person looking back in time? Mm-hmm. It makes a lot of sense to me. If you're looking at multidimensional space and who we are as multidimensional beings, we're existing in different fields of energy simultaneously, right? So, and also uh-huh. if you look at multiversal space, that's even that's even more vast. And, and aspects of us are off planet, observing here as an avatar image. I mean, that's what I see anyway sometimes. But, yeah, you're making sense to me. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, it makes sense to me, too, which is frightening. Um, it never occurred to me that I might be a reflection of something that happened in my past and that I'm reviewing this situation now to make a choice for a future jump. Wow. Yeah, I like that. Well, you're doing fine. So cool. That makes you feel any better. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. Um, you are. But, but, yeah, because we are, because we are avatars that are electronically controlled. Because our muscles and everything else like that are, are, are electro, our electronic images. Our soul is able to be in multi dimensions at different times. At different, you know, it's it's fragmented it's not limited to one or two or many so mm-hmm. we could easily be a reflection mm-hmm. as opposed to the reality and not know it then you have the awareness and then you do know it and then everything starts to shift don't they shift <laughs> in my opinion hold on for the yeah, ride i think it's, it's going to be very interesting yeah i i I, I think you're absolutely right. I, I think there are going to be times that it's a little unsettling, but for the most part, I think the ride's going to be a good one, and I think I think we, humanity will survive. Mm-hmm. Well, the but, spirit, the immortality um, of the consciousness will keep going, and hopefully the body will catch up. Yeah, that would be nice. I just mm-hmm. would like to see a kinder place for, for everybody. I um, agree. I don't like it. I hate negativity like this. It's just... It's not my thing. It really isn't. No, I don't and, think it's anybody's and, and thing. Like, like we said before, you know, all we're getting are lies all over the place. So it's, yeah. it's sort of like, where is the truth? Where is that that crystalline structure that yeah. will give us the answer that we want? Where is where is the the piece of the piece? Right, the holy and, grail. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, <laughs> We we are we are still looking for it. That's that's for sure. Well, we are the grill. We are the grill keepers. When we think about it, we have the gnosis. You know, you think about that that you have that fuel of the spirit that's there. It knows. But it'd be nice to be around other beings like that too. You know, I'm just tired of liars too. The Pinocchios have to go. It's just too much of that going on. <laughs> I'm not amused by them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, and and you know, it's 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 like. You know, everybody's searching for the Holy Grail because it's, you know, it'll be a, a, a precious treasure. Well, the the reality is, it's it's truth and wisdom and not not gnosis. It's it it mm-hmm. isn't a physical thing. It's it's understanding and and you know, breaking through those those doorways and those blockages that we've built up inside of ourselves so that we don't see the potential of our spirit. And and I think mm-hmm. that's one of the saddest things that 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 everyone has one of those spirits inside of them that's trying to break out and become a part of reality. And mm-hmm. 
and everything around us is trying to convince us that there is no such thing and therefore there is no future to go to. Right. Yeah. Very very frustrating. Yeah, you're right. It is. But, you know, the light's there. They just have to step up into the field. Well, that's all. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's easier for us. But I, they'll, they'll figure it out, hopefully. Right? Well, I hope all humanity does, too, because I think as a species, we have a lot to offer. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and so rather than, you know, give up on, on the species, you know, to kind of move forward and try to regenerate a kinder form of ourselves that, you know, won't go grabbing for power and that, that will, you know, be one of those one of those planets from, from Star Trek where everybody loves everybody. And, you know. Well, I don't know if it's going to be that but, cool, but who knows? I, I like peace. I think peace is a good thing. And coexisting is great. So if everybody can just get along, that would be fantastic. <laughs> well, yeah. And, and, and that way science can focus on actually bettering things for people as mm-hmm. opposed to being utilized and, 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 and held back and held down. It's, it's going to be a fascinating time frame. Um, just notice the time. You want to tell everybody um, where they can find you and, and contact you and stuff like that? Well, thank you, Barbara. It's been a wonderful show, as always, with you. And uh, they can find me at Night Shadow Anomaly Detectives. At, you just go ahead and access my website. They can hunt me down, and there's all kinds of information over there. <laughs> and your two radio shows. Ah, Hyperspace at KCUR. That's on Friday night, 12 midnight Eastern Time, 9 p.m. Pacific. And I have Raven Star Switching Hour on Revolution Radio Studio A, 12 midnight Eastern Time, 9 p.m. Pacific on Saturday nights. And thank and you again, Barbara. This has been wonderful here in the Twilight on your station and your network. <laughs> well, it's been absolutely fascinating, and, and, you know, some interesting stuff came up here. I'm going to have to re-listen to the show because there are some things that we, we spewed in haste that I'd like to kind of go back and look <laughs> at a little bit. <laughs> I know. We start streaming data, and it's like, what are they talking about? No, yeah. I thought it was a great show. I did, too, and I had a lot of fun, and and I look forward to the last Sunday of the month. This month you get two shows. Likewise. Um, All right. For some reason, March is always the longest month. I have no idea why, but I've always hated it. It was my birthday month, too. I mean. Yeah, I know. Happy um, birthday. Oh, thank you, thank you. Um, but, But, yeah, the last Sunday of the month we will be back and with another absolutely fascinating topic so uh do do join us because uh we we don't really know where they really go but they always go someplace interesting so that's right we go whole different universe absolutely absolutely so good night and thank you for being here again you you Mm -hmm. always you always add a a special sparkle and i thank everybody out there for for joining us yet again and that um we'll be back on the air um let's see tuesday we have a show and i think i have one on saturday as well this week so do join us uh check the website out it'll have all the information you need there and have a wonderful evening everybody
Good night, Matt.